0: Welcome to the Epic Woman Podcast, where women who dare to dream big learn how to turn their epic dreams into reality. I'm your host, Heather Paduska, founder of the Wealthy Brand Academy, where I teach women entrepreneurs how to create authentic, polished, and profitable brands so they can make more money and make their own unique mark in the world. If you're a woman who's been looking for a community that celebrates feminine leadership and makes no apologies for living life in style, you are in the right place. Ladies, this is our time. Now let's make it epic. Hello and welcome back to the Epic Woman Podcast. I am so excited to be here today. I have a really special guest with me, one of my styling colleagues, and we are going to be talking about how to create iconic style. Because if you want to have an iconic brand, style is definitely a part of it. So I'm super excited to have my special guest here today, Rachel Michael. And Rachel is a personal stylist who helps women create a standout personal style. Her focus is on building confidence in her clients by developing their signature style through wardrobe edits, personal shopping services, and styling sessions. During her time as an image consultant, Rachel's worked with brands like Stitch Fix and through her own styling business to help hundreds of women feel confident, beautiful, and radiant in their own skin. And she approaches style differently by helping her clients tap into what they love and use their personal style in a way to harness their power and presence for a memorable, unique, and genuine impact that propels her clients towards success. So welcome, Rachel. I'm super excited to have you here. Thank
1: you so much for having me. I am so excited to talk about iconic style today.
0: Yeah, and I'm really excited to have you here as well because what I do as a brand strategist is look at the whole brand of the the person um, from their business model to their their messaging, to their content, but also to how you show up because, you know, the foundation of your business is there. But that's like as a singer working on all of the things behind the scenes then at some point you have to step onto the stage of the marketplace and that's where style really plays an important part in developing your brand um so i'm really excited to have you here and you and i have known each other for a while now through different styling venues but i'm always really curious how people get to where they are so Give us a little bit of background. How did you become a stylist? Like what, you know, what does it mean to be a stylist? And how did you even know that that is the path that you wanted to go on?
1: yeah that's a great question and i always kind of joke uh, when i get that question i'm like well let me take you back to the day i was born (laughs) because i do really feel like style is something that i came out of the womb loving i'm not even sure where i got it from because it's not like i had an incredibly stylish family or like a fashion legacy family you know or anything like that where they didn't even really focus on style or designers or anything i just came out and loved style and i would like even when i started playing with barbies it was like i never actually would play with them because I was too busy styling them for wherever we were going to go in my imagination. Um, and I, you know, as soon as I could draw, I was sketching fashion designs and it was just always there from the start. And growing up, I would get, I could watch or would watch any show I could get my hands on about makeovers. So like what not to wear and the makeover story on TLC. And there was a lot of shows I feel like in the, in the nineties um, around that. And I would just watch all of them. And so it was, I've was like kind of seeing this idea of like, The impact clothes had on people and how they would not just, you know, change what they looked like, but their confidence and they, you could just see the way they stood differently. And it was just all these other impacts that I was noticing when I was watching it. Um, And I have had kind of an up and down relationship with style myself. So even though I came out of the womb loving style, and as a kid, I dressed really crazy and and bold colors and mixing patterns and zany and fun. uh, When I got to high school, and when I hit puberty as a late bloomer, I became very overweight. And so all of a sudden, because I grew up in an era where you had to or you could only wear certain things if you looked a certain way, there's the era of low rise jeans and very much like the Paris Hiltons (laughs) and the Britney Spears and the like very thin, tiny bodies. Um, all of a sudden I was like, oh, now what do I do? Like, I can't wear these things because I don't have the body for it. And so I spent all of high school in a hoodie and jeans (laughs) and that was just what I wore every day. And I really didn't have style to speak of. And I certainly didn't wear what I wore, what I love. Like that wasn't even a thing for me for a very long time. Um, so I kind of had this, roller coaster movement was styling and i went completely away from it i had been going to or was going to go to college for fashion design uh didn't do that decided to go to college for public relations instead and then moved into event planning and that's what i did in my career and had kind of just totally put style on the back burner um, and just forgotten about it and then when i was this is probably gosh i don't know how many years ago um Seven, eight years ago, I got the opportunity to work for Stitch Fix, which is an online personal styling service. And I just kind of said, well, you know what, let's like give this thing a try again. Like, I'm a different person. I've worked through a lot of my body image issues. I've, um, you know, spent the time in therapy. I <laughs> spent the time like working on why can't I wear the things I love? Like, why do I have to change my body? All of that stuff. Um, and so I started working in style again. And it was just part time at first, just styling virtually clients. And within nine months, I quit my full time job. And I was like, I'm styling, this is it, this is what I'm doing going forward. (laughs) Um, And so shortly after that, I was hired into the team lead role, and then I managed a team of stylists while I was there. So I was styling, and then hiring, and coaching, and training, um, and managing other stylists as well uh, for many years. And so that is kind of where, you know, it was like, it started out that way in my life, totally diverged into a different area, and then it came back around full circle. And as soon as I even got that little taste of it, I was like, yep, this is this is my thing. Like, and you know, you know, when you have a desire in your heart that is so strong that it can't be anything else, but like what you're meant to do. That's kind of how I felt about style.
0: That's so great. And I'm so glad that you came back around to it. And um, I'm really happy that you talked about your journey because I, as you were talking about this, the shows, like what not to wear, one of the things that was coming to mind is the resistance that you see or that you would see some of the people who were being made over um, to taking some of the recommendations that, uh, who was it, Clinton? I forget the other woman. Stacey London
1: and Clinton Kelly. Oh, never forget. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that they would give feedback and the clients would be really hesitant or really resistant to doing that. And um, I think that there's so much baggage that women carry around about their body image. And I think sometimes women look at, or men as well, look at stylists and think, well, they've got it all together they know what they're doing. They just know how to do it. Um, you know, I couldn't do that. They, you know, I've got yeah. all these body issues. So what would you say to somebody who is in that place right now? I mean, obviously you just shared a vulnerable story about your path with your own body images, image um, and struggles, but what would you say to somebody who's in that place right now? And they're like, yeah, but I don't want to go to five days a week on the couch of therapy just to figure out what pair of jeans I should be wearing or to feel comfortable
1: in <laughs> a pair of jeans. Yeah, I mean, I hear that. And I I mean, first of all, I always say like anybody can have style. You know, everybody thinks, oh, that's not for me. I'm just not stylish, but that's not true. Anyone can have style and anyone can wear what they love. The thing is, if you're never taught how to do it, why would you know how to do it? You know. So it's just like if you were to say, well... I could never be a surgeon well actually yes you could if you went through all the schooling learned all the things you know style surgery very different. But the fact is like if you are taught it if you take the time to learn it like yes you can do it luckily style a lot easier than becoming a surgeon so um, (laughs) anybody can have style and anybody can do that they just need to learn and not expect that they should inherently know it as a woman uh, or any person because that's just not true. and if someone's struggling with body image, I think what is really uh, important about style is that it can be an inside out thing or outside in thing, I should say. Um, totally. So totally. yeah, so when you're putting on like, a pair of jeans, or you're putting on a beautiful blouse that you love, it can help you see physically see yourself differently. Yes, you also have to do some work to see yourself differently mentally to support that. But just that initial like click of like seeing yourself that way. That's why and what not to wear by the end of the show when they're like putting those full outfits together and they're looking in the mirror and they're like, wow, like you can just see them stand differently because they're like, oh, wow, I do look good. And they haven't, lost a single pound, right? They haven't done anything in that show other than they put on some different clothes, you know, maybe do a little hair and makeup, but like, really it's just, they're looking at themselves differently and seeing themselves differently because they have that outside view that sometimes can be hard to get to from an inside perspective. And so style is a good way to support that work.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I, I think that you're absolutely right about the outside in, and it reminds me of, of mindset in terms of entrepreneurship, too. When you are in a bad headspace, it is so hard to come up with inspiring ideas or content. And you're like, you know, like maybe you've had, you know, maybe you've lost a client call or, or something has gone awry. And then you're like, okay, now I'm going to sit down to write this blog post. And you're like, you're, you're, but just going around the block for a walk or listening to some music and doing something that is not like, you know, like trying to like fix your brain around whatever it is, but just shifting the perspective around it can, can unlock that next level of, um, creativity or whatever energy that you need to do the next thing. And so I really, I really like what you're saying around that. And I agree with that as well. I talk about that as well, about, um, the outside in. And I think also that moment when you see yourself, it's this moment of, I can do that too. Because so often we look at people online or in the media and we're like, I could never, I could never look as pulled together as Rachel, or I could never look like J-Lo or whatever. But then when you have that moment and you see that it's possible for you, it's like, oh, this is possible for me as well. And I, as I am. And the other thing that I liked about it is that it's, it's honor, it's loving yourself. And can you speak a little bit about that mindset where people are like, I'll hire a stylist or I'll tend to my style or I'll have a brand photo shoot when my skin clears up, when my, I lose the weight, when I, you know, hit the gym five days a week, like that waiting until, till you feel worthy enough. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, the biggest one with style is when I lose the weight, I'll reward myself by then working with a stylist or by then getting new clothes. And I think, you know, we mentioned earlier that style carries so much baggage with it, so much emotional baggage with it. And walking into a closet every day of things that don't fit you anymore because you've outgrown them is like the heaviest burden or emotional baggage or way to start your day because it's like, oh, I can't wear that. I can't, oh, that's right. Yep, I'm too, yep, too big for that. Yep, can't wear that. Oh, that's right. I'm over the weight I want to be. And you're not even probably saying those things. I mean, a lot of people do say that to themselves, think that to themselves, but it might even be subconscious of just browsing past it. But your subconscious is like, well, I can't wear that. And then it's like, why can't I wear that? Oh, because I'm too big for that. And so then you started your day passing all these things you can't wear. Um, And so when somebody just like gets rid of all that stuff, one, that can be a great way to say like, okay, this is who I am and what I look like. And I'm honoring my body right now and not forcing myself to look at all these clothes that I think will motivate me into getting smaller. Um, But also dressing your body exactly as it is, is going to help you Get inspired and love yourself more. And even if it's in your goal to take those steps to lose weight, right? Or to treat your eat healthier, to work out more, to have the energy to do all of that, because you're treating yourself with kindness and compassion, starting with letting yourself wear what you want to wear at the size you are at. And I always am a big proponent of clothes need to change to fit you. You do not need to change your body to fit clothes. And if that is like the one thing I wish people, could know and hear and understand it is that because clothes sizes are made up. they are completely arbitrary. There is no standard. There is nothing to say like this is the set size, right? Like a company can make whatever size they want in whatever inches they want. It doesn't matter. And that's why you can be such different sizes from brand to brand, country to country or within a brand, from style to style. And so people getting hooked onto those sizes or having to be a certain size in order to wear something. it's like, it doesn't matter. Like I'm a size large in some brands. I'm a size small in some brands. Like it's all across the board. Um, and so if we're tied to that, like, it's just, it's the worst way to look at style and at our bodies or to measure our bodies against, because it literally means nothing. I,
0: I totally agree. <laughs> I can I'm, go I'm, on forever I'm, about that, but <laughs> oh, I'm just chuckling to myself because I was at target the other day. I was, I'm looking for like the perfect cozy fall sweatshirt. And I want it to be like a fall color, but it has to be the right feeling. Like I just want the perfect one. So I was in Target the other day, like trying on these sweatshirts and I tried on three different styles and I had to go back out three different times because I, in the end had a large, medium and small in the dressing room, in, in the different styles and each one fit differently. Like each one fit me and one was a small, one was a medium and one was a large. So I totally am like, yes, this this is totally (laughs) arbitrary in terms of the size.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh.
0: So I want to shift gears a little bit because we're talking about how to create iconic style. And what I do for my clients and what I really want to help my clients do is to stand out as these unique superstars. And I think that there's a little bit of um, resistance around it. And a little bit of sort of like, well, how do I do that? There's some, some mindsets are like, I want it, but I, I, you know, like sort of that hump of resistance. And that's where like a really great coach can come in to kind of help, you know, guide you over that, that resistance. But then there's also a little bit of like, well, how do I do that and stay authentic to myself? So I want to ask you about the style piece, because I, I believe having iconic style, not just like great style, but iconic style is something that can propel you really to that next level. It's that thing that, you know, the scroll stopping moment of like, who is that? (laughs) Oh my God, like boing. And I've seen, I've, I've done that for myself when I've seen people in my feed and I just, I know it's a thing. So um, I want to ask you about that those pieces of, not pieces, those keys to going from having really good, beautiful style, to shifting, to having that undeniable, eye-catching, show-stopping, completely um, infused with star power style That feels attainable, so that it's not like something outside of yourself. So, how how would you, from your perspective, talk to somebody about creating that iconic style?
1: Yeah, and I love that. And you know, I think people will want to hear, oh, well, here's some style tips you can implement to have iconic style. But that's really not how it works, because iconic style is not following a script. It's not looking at staples or tips on how to wear things iconic style is about so much more than that so the three keys to iconic style aren't style tips they're more mindset and approaches to style and that is also really good because then someone's not like well let me just jot down and copy these things and poof iconic style it's more Mm -hmm. like this is how I form it for me because Iconic style is, like you said, it's so different and unique to each person. So there's just no way to give like a formula for Iconic style. That's, that's the antithesis, right? It's like the opposite of Iconic style. a <laughs> formula for <it. laughs> So right. the three keys to Iconic style that I want to talk about today are knowing who you are, breaking the rules, and then of course, getting comfortable with standing out. So if we tackle that first one, knowing who you are, that is important because Iconic style goes beyond knowing what styles you like right? It's fine to say like, oh, I like metallics and edgy styles and a good faux leather moment. But if you can get clear on who you are, that's when the magic happens. So when I know who I am and how I want to show up in the world, I know that I am fun, radiant, and inspiring. If I can show up like that every day, that's what I can bring into my look and and wrap my iconic style into who I am. So I can show up in that way versus I'm edgy, I'm I like metals and I wear studs, you know? So um, again, that non-formulaic part. Um, And I think that's really successful because when you think of women with iconic style or anyone with iconic style, it goes beyond just what they're wearing. It's really, they have amazing presence. So that presence really comes from knowing who you are and being really secure in that. And then your clothes are really enhancing it. And the the presence and the knowing who you are is feeding into what you're wearing and those, those choices that, uh, you're making as to what to put on your body when it comes to clothes
0: yeah 100 percent. i love that and knowing who you are and i mean knowing who you are as a person and then in terms of the entrepreneur like it, it, you're not just a person when you're an entrepreneur entrepreneur you're also an expert and you're also communicating a skill set so it's it's mm-hmm. marrying who you are as a person with your brand, your business, your audience, your industry, all of those things and knowing how those pieces fit together. So I I love that. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, I think in order to know who you are, I always encourage people when they're defining their personal style to come from that question, to not define it by I like floral or I like feminine things, but to define it by I am fun. I am inspiring. uh, I am bold. I am confident. You know, all of those things, because those are what can really help people figure out how to stand out in a way that feels really true to them and who they are. Um, You know, a lot of people will think, well, I want to be an icon or have an iconic style. I want to dress to impress. Uh, and it's exact opposite. You're dressing to express yourself. If we think about it, when I think of iconic style, I think of Rihanna and uh, Lady Gaga and J-Lo and Iris Apfel and all these women. And it's like, they're not dressing to try to impress people. They're dressing as an expression of who they are. And that's why you can see their styles are also different, but they're also super iconic to them as, as women. And so I think that's where it comes from.
0: I think I think you're going to get to this in the, in the third point, but I think it's both to express and to impress, and having that ownership of like, it's okay to want to <laughs> impress people. That is okay. And I think that, that, so I won't, I won't steal your thunder. So let's go on. to <laughs> We'll talk about it when we get there.
1: Uh, yes, I think that's absolutely true. And we can definitely talk about that. Um, and number two, the second key I want to talk about that's so important is breaking the rules. Because having an iconic style, women who do don't wear what everyone else is wearing. They don't follow the style, you know, rules or norms or trends of the time. They're wearing whatever they want, right? They're wearing what feels good to them, what they're lit up by, and that's usually it. Either can be like they're totally ahead of their time and they're trend setting or they can be so far outside the box that it doesn't even become a trend because nobody wants to wear it, right? (laughs) But it doesn't make it any less stylish or eye catching or attention grabbing. I mean, I think of, when I say that, I think of like Lady Gaga in her meat dress, right? Like we're not all walking around wearing meat accessories and meat dresses, right? Um, But it's part of her presence, right? Knowing who she is and her her breaking the rules and not being afraid to do something totally weird and wacky um, as part of that style.
0: Yeah. And also the meat, you know, I, I used to do talks where I would talk. I, I have come full circle with Lady Gaga. I was very lukewarm and the meat dress thing was part of it for me. (laughs) But once I really understood what she was communicating that, you know, like we are all these, we're, we're meat and skin and that we're all the same underneath. And I was like, Oh my gosh, she's also like being strategic too. So there's that whole other piece too of using your style for, for lots of layers of expression, of impression, of influence, of impact, of, you know, driving a point of view, all of those things can be part of your style if you have the consciousness and awareness to do it, but you can't do that if you are, you know, keeping yourself in a rule box.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and I mm-hmm. even think if you think about like all of the androgynous styles that are coming out now, and men wearing more of women's styles, and women wearing more of men's styles, and I love that, right? Because we're all like, they're talking about, hey, I'm tired of these norms, and I'm tired of being boxed in, even when it comes to gender, and like we're opening up the world and opening our eyes, and people are using style to do that, to break those norms, to say like, hey, just because I'm a guy doesn't mean I can't wear a skirt, can't wear heels, right, or vice versa. And so I think again, what you're talking about is it can be a really powerful way to make a statement about who you are and what you believe in. Um, So it's just another layer like that. But I think we're we're so, um, a lot of us have been raised on these style rules, right? And even like shows like What Not To Wear perpetuated that because they did give very specific style rules. And so, yes, I love those shows and I was raised on them. But I also, I'm recognizing like, oh, I don't even like that. Like, I don't want to say don't wear white after Labor Day. I don't want to say you can't wear navy and black together or, you know, um, your belt has to match your shoes, has to match your purse or all these kind of can't wear horizontal stripes because they'll make you look bigger. And, you know, there's all these rules, but they become so ingrained that we get like really boxed in. Um, and so I always uh, I share a few exercises people can take to kind of break out of that um because it can be difficult. Um, so I always say if people want to go into their closet, pick a piece that they love. Usually people have like one piece, like I really love this piece. Mm-hmm. Then I tell them to pick out a piece that they would normally pair with it. So here's something I would wear with this. And then I want them to pick out another piece and say, here's something I would never wear with this.
0: I think I did this exercise. I was on one of your challenges. I did one and I was like. I think it was a patterns one. You did a patterns one. And I loved it. I loved the patterns one. I think I did a black and white striped blouse with maybe a leopard print. I did. It was a leopard print, a tiger striped skirt, and a a vertical striped black and white blouse. And I loved it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Because the whole point is like, whatever you'd normally wear with it, Toss, like literally throw it in the air, throw it aside <laughs> and then take that piece you never wear with it and put it on and put them on together. And just like, maybe you don't leave the house, right? But at least it's one step in saying like, oh, I didn't think I could wear these together, but now that I have them on, it just opens you up. Um, or you could pick two pieces that you love, three, four pieces you absolutely love and throw them all on together. Like when you see a little kid get dressed and they're like, look at me and they have all of their favorite pieces on and they don't go together whatsoever, Right. But it's Mm -hmm. like, they're so lit up and they're so excited because like, what's better than wearing all of your favorite pieces in one outfit, right? And that's before they learn all the style rules. And so I think if we can get back to that, that's a really good way to think outside the box Um, or even just to start really simply by saying, what's one style rule I always adhere to? And I'm just gonna break it. So Mm -hmm. if you're someone who never wears horizontal stripes on your top half because you think it makes you look bigger, Wear horizontal stripes on your top half, you know, so just purposely pick something and break it on purpose and just start getting comfortable with that and allowing yourself to break outside the box that way, because also helps creativity and expression and all that stuff kind of gets lit up.
0: Yeah, and risk taking. And that's also a really big part of building your brand and being a leader in your industry is being willing to take risks and break the rules and have your own voice and all of those things. I I do wanna touch on something though around rules because (laughs) I'm a really also big believer in structure. And I think that's why why you would hire a stylist or why you would hire a coach or why you would hire a voice teacher. I'm thinking about music right now and especially improvising like with Baroque music or jazz music you need to learn the rules. You need to learn the structure so that you can break the rules so that, and, and that having, having some knowledge of form and function. So because nobody wants to, well, I guess it depends on what your goal is, but I think many people want to optimize the canvas that they're given some people don't some people don't want that and it's really really all about expression right they don't care if it's like I'm thinking about Billie Eilish some of the things that she wears Mm -hmm. like it's not it's not form-fitting it's not necessarily enhancing her natural body shape Mm -hmm. or even her coloring but it's an expression and which is totally cool but a lot of people do want to like you know, optimize their body, optimize their coloring, optimize their bone structure and all of those things. And I think having an expert who understands the building blocks and the structure of how to do that so that, you know, if you do want to wear stripes on top or you do want to wear white, or you do want to wear something that is breaking the rule, but you still want to look beautiful, having someone who understands those basic building blocks so that you can achieve um, that sense of expression and freedom and also feel like you're accomplishing the goal of feeling and looking beautiful.
1: Yeah. And and I think the route I take with my clients is, um, because I really believe in like an intuitive approach to dressing, like someone is going to put on a color and it's going to light them up. And honestly, most times that's the best color for them. And Mm -hmm. then people will have colors like, Oh, that's not my favorite. I don't really feel good in that. And it's usually not a great color for them and so the the problem becomes when we are we can't trust our own inter, intuition because it is actually built on fears and insecurities right mm-hmm. so having a stylist an objective person come in same with the brand right come in and say like okay like let's chat through are you really not liking this piece or is it because someone once told you that your arms are really big and now that's all you can see because I can tell you I'm not seeing that in this mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. and then I help my clients sort through a, what do I really love and what do I what am I not letting myself love because of an insecurity like that and so getting into this place where they can then recognize like okay I really love sequence. I really love earth tones. I really love, you know, whatever it is, and they'll recognize and be gravitating towards what they love. And I find too, like, you know, it, they might dress in a way that actually does flatter their body when they're only focused on what they love and not rules, because intuitively they're focused on highlighting the places they love the most about themselves, maybe, you know, so I love my shoulders. You know, it can be simple. It doesn't have to be like, I love my abs, even though they're not perfect. Like that could be a stretch to get people there right away. Um, but even just like I love to show off my shoulders. So like I'm always going to love an off the shoulder blouse and I feel really good in that, you know, or things like that. So
0: Oh my gosh, I love that. I've never heard anybody talk about that before. Of the intuitive part of knowing what your body really likes and what it really
1: loves. So yeah, I love that. It's a way to dress without rules. But yes,
0: let's get onto the. Okay, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna shut my curtains because the lawn people just got here. So you
1: say the third. You say the third rule. Okay, rule. So the third key uh, for iconic style is getting comfortable with standing out. Uh, the whole point, or the whole, whole point of having iconic style is that people are gonna notice you, right? You're gonna stand out. And if you're not comfortable with that, um, you will either, you'll self-sabotage, right? So you'll either like shy away from any sort of iconic style and just keep reverting back to the same style safety zone over and over, or, you know, all the pain and comfort of getting noticed and standing out and being so uncomfortable with that will just cause you to self sabotage in certain ways. Goes for style, goes for your brand, right? When you're trying to put yourself totally. out there. Totally. Um, and, and the reason this happens is because it's really fascinating. As we're growing up, we're all conditioned by society, by our peer groups, by our parents, whoever, that in order to belong and fit in, which we all see as the goal so that we can feel safe, right? So we won't be bullied. We won't be picked on or ostracized from the group. In order to fit in and belong, we need to look like everyone else. That is like the message we are raised with, to conform. That's the whole point. When you see groups of, Teenage girls or teenage boys. I mean, they're often wearing very similar outfits and styles, right? Because they're all trying to fit in and belong. But as we grow up, we kind of get into the quote unquote real world. Then we realize, like, oh, to be successful at anything in life, I actually have to stand out. I have to get noticed. I can't be the resume that looks like every other resume when I'm submitting for a job, right? Because then I will just be in the pile and great, I fit in. I belong with all these resumes, but no one's going to notice it, right? So it applies to all these different areas of life. But it's so hard to do because of that conditioning we've had growing up. Uh, And at the same time, we have this, it it creates this conflict in us because we want to get noticed. We want to feel special. We want to feel different. but We also still have that desire and that conditioning to fit in, to belong. And so that's really the crux of, of the difficulty with iconic style.
0: Yeah, and I think that um, well, first of all, I have to say you corrected me. I said rule, and you said key, because we are breaking the rules here. The key is, is to get comfortable standing out, and I think that from a branding perspective, a lot of that has to do with connecting back to your authenticity and your story, your mission, making your why bigger than your fears. Why are you doing this when you're, you know, like if you're someone to go run into a burning building and you have no reason to go into the burning building, you're not gonna do it. But if your child is in the burning building, you have a why that is bigger than your fear, right? So yeah. creating a, a why that's bigger than your fear, connecting back to why you are serving. Why do you wanna show up anyway? Why do you want iconic style? Why do you wanna be an icon? I mean, it's, I don't think it's all altruistic. I think, I think it's um, part service, like part service and connecting and being someone of contribution. And I think it's also um, completely fine to want to be recognized, to have that self value of like, I'm here. I I want ad, ad, adulation. I want to be uh, appreciated. I want my value to be seen. I matter. <laughs> Look at me, yeah. I am here. And I think, I think that sometimes Um, I think especially women, I don't want to like leave men out of the conversation completely, but I think especially women are told in lots of different ways that that's not okay to want to be appreciated, recognized just because we're here and just because we want it, period, end of story with no other like disclaimer or justification on it. So I think it's both. I think it's getting comfortable with um, wanting what you want and having that desire just for what it is. And also, especially if, if you're creating iconic style because you want to serve and you want to grow your business, why? And then if you can connect that, that it, it gives you sort of that oomph to get over that that shyness. But from a styling perspective, how do you um, how do you as a stylist help people really step into that comfort? or what is it or maybe I should say what is it about style? that gives women the confidence to say, okay, I'm, I'm okay. Being seen. How, how would yeah. you approach it?
1: Yeah. There are a couple of thoughts that come to mind with that. And one, um, is, you know, we talked about earlier in the first point is basically your, why, why are you wearing this piece? Because mm. if you're only putting something on, because you think when you walk out the door, you're going to get a ton of compliments. If that's your only reason, imagine when you don't get compliments,
0: Mm, imagine mm -hmm.
1: when actually the opposite happens and someone maybe says something behind your back, maybe, you know, a comment in a post online or whatever it is when you start getting critics about it. It, It's it's terrible, right? Because the only reason you're wearing it was for that. And then you feel like you failed and it it can bring up all these things. And so I go back to like, well, why are you wearing this piece? Make sure you're putting it on because you're like, I love this piece. Like, yes, it's super cool. And I'm like, and I'm going to get noticed and that's going to be fun. Like, that's okay. Like you said, to that point to have that desire too, but there has to also be the desire of like, or the reason of, I love it. I love this piece so much. I don't care what people say. I don't care if I look ridiculous, you know I mean? Not that someone would, but like, I don't care. I'm just going to like wear it and not like, I'm going to wear this and put this picture on Instagram. And I, oh my gosh, people are going to go nuts over this shirt. I'm going to get so many likes (laughs) on it. You know, if that's like your, I'm exaggerating a little but if that's like the reason, then that becomes like a whole nother thing versus like, oh my gosh, I feel amazing in this. I can't wait to post this picture because what I'm wearing has helped me feel so confident and so much like myself. And then, you know, if you get negative comments, if you get whatever, it's not going to feel so jarring because it's going to be like, yeah, whatever. I loved it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah it
0: makes me think of it. Don't yuck my yum. Don't yuck my yum. Like yeah. I love it. You know, <laughs> don't food shame me like, and don't steal yeah. my joy. Don't try to steal my pleasure, my feeling, my self-expression, right? In, in a way you kind of inoculate yourself from that by coming from that approach of like, yeah, you can't steal my joy. Cause it's not about you.
1: Exactly. Yes. hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's why I think when we follow too many rules or when we're dressing for other people or how people think we should dress it, like you can steal your joy because if you're trying to do it for that other person and then it's not working, it's like, Oh, well now what, now I don't know what to do. Um, and so having that really knowing who we are and wearing something because we love it is so, so, so important. Um, And even thinking about like, as someone is up-leveling their style, as they're saying like, I'm gonna put these two colors together today because I think it's pretty cool. It feels a little out there for me. I'm feeling a little insecure as I head out of the house, you know, or whatever, to just be thinking about, well, what if someone does say something to me? How would I respond? What would that feel like? You know, so kind of like you could anticipate it. You could say, okay. And then that way you're like picturing it happening. And then if someone does say something, you might have a couple responses. Oh, I get that this isn't your style. I love it. Thank you, though. You know, or like whatever you want to say, like, oh, oh, well, I once had someone say to me, um, oh, distressed jeans, like I would never wear that. Or I, You know, it was some comment. I was like, oh, well, good thing you don't have to, <laughs> and then it's like, keep going on. <laughs> right? And like, I'm not being mean. I was just like, oh, it's a good thing you don't have to, right? No one's going to wear these jeans. I love them. So you could even anticipate and not that people aren't usually outright negative or things, but depending on the people that you have in your life or things like that, it might be helpful to just feel more secure in knowing like how you would respond, not just out loud because maybe you wouldn't want to, but also internally, what could you say to yourself? Oh, that's okay. Oh, I really love this. Remember I put this on this morning and I felt really good in it. I still love it. You know, those kind of things.
0: Yeah, cool. So I love the first, um, know yourself know yourself is the first key. The second one um, is to break the rules. And you had this specific thing of tr- like throwing the piece that you would normally wear and try something that you didn't. And I love like these anticipatory ideas of when you're approached. And I have another, another question. If you, could you give a tip for the moment before you go out the door? So like you're, you've already, you've already picked the things in your, you're encountering someone who is saying something to you. So you've given us some really good nuggets on how to handle that, but I want to back up a little bit. What would you say to someone to, to take that, to be able to take that step out the threshold of their door or to post the thing online that, that they could hold their, hang their hat on of, I, I want to step out. I am stepping out. I am standing out. What would you say to that person to give them that little extra, like nudge of, I can, I from, I want to, to, I am, and I can.
1: Hmm. I mean, I think even what you just said could be something helpful, not just saying to themselves, "Okay, I want to go to the house like this today. Do I feel okay leaving the house like this? Do I feel okay posting this online?" To just saying, like, "This is me." I am going to post this online. You know, like I am posting this online. I am loving what I'm wearing. I think I look fabulous today. So we can do some like positive self-talk, um, you know, for people who that works for, sometimes it doesn't work for everyone. So you can even like shift your, I would say posture or stance. Um, so even just like taking a couple deep breaths, rolling back your shoulders, putting your head high, you know, maybe you have a certain power pose that works for you, whether it's like hands on hips, you know, that's, Superman pose. Um, Or maybe it's like a little model strut or something you can do just to like physically get yourself into that place of like, I got this, I can do this. And I'm going to like go out and try it. And guess what? I'm having fun. Like maybe this isn't the perfect look in the entire world, but like, how do you get from a, a everyday style to an iconic style? You try things right? Like, there is no, Rihanna went one day from being this teenager to stepping out into a Met Gala gown, and she was an icon, like, you know what I mean? Like, she tried all these things, like, go look up iconic, go look up the women you admire for their style, and see where they were once upon a time in their style, right? Like, so just reminding yourself of that, like, yeah. Well, the other thing that I would say is a lot of these people have stylists. So <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true.
0: Right. So it's like if you, you know, I would say the other thing is getting support. Like if you want to become iconic in your style mm. and you're not sure, like having someone, I mean, I do that with my clients all the time in terms of stepping out with their messaging or or charging the fees that they should be charging, of like mm. really stepping into their authority from a pricing structure, being like is it is are we good? And it's like, yes, go do that. So having someone in your back pocket that says, yeah, you got this. You look fabulous. This is you. This is what we've decided together. You've got this. So I think, you know, I yes. think that's another thing to keep in mind when you're looking at these people who have fabulous style. It's not that they're all fabulous with their style. They hire people to help them and yes. then they learn, and then you learn so that yes. you can take more of it on ownership of it.
1: For yourself.
0: Yeah. And, and you make oh. such
1: a good point because I as I'm thinking about what you're saying, I'm like, oh, like my six month clients that I work with more intensely text me pictures all the time, right? Of like, here's my outfit for this happy hour, this birthday get together, this or that. And I'm like, yes, this looks amazing. You have got this, it's awesome. Like, go on your way. Um, you know, being that cheerleader for them. And so absolutely getting that support, I think, is huge. So I'm so glad you brought that up.
0: Yeah, totally. So speaking of support. I think there are lots and lots of people that would love to have you as their stylist. And, you know, I just, I love all the things that you said because it wasn't rigid. It was really celebrating the person and giving um, some really good tools to hold on to in terms of not just, you know, here's a formula, go do this, but to really help people step into that iconic level of style so that they can do all the things that they really want to do. So if they wanted to know more about you, to work with you, or even to like get a taste of of your approach to things, how can people find you? What resources
1: do you have for people to kind of like get a taste of what you do? Yeah. Yeah. So my website, I have rachelmichael.com. So I keep super simple and easy. Um, but that's a great place to check out uh, my different services I offer and packages. Also on there, if they want to learn more, you can sign up for a free 30-minute call with me to chat about style. I always love talking about style. Uh, my Instagram, I'm really active over there, and the handle is Rachel Michael Styling. And that's how they can find me there. And then I also have a freebie. So if people want to get a little bit of a taste of like how do I know who I am, how do I go beyond my likes and style, they can sign up for that freebie and I'll walk them through the five questions I ask my clients to come up with their personal style vision.
0: Oh I love that. Cool. So and it's Rachel M I C H A E L.
1: Yes. And I should also mention it's R-A-C-H-E-L.
0: Okay, cool. Rachel.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of different ways to spell Rachel.
0: Yeah, well, we'll put it. We'll put it in the show notes too, so people (laughs) will
1: know. Well,
0: I thank you so much for coming on and sharing this. I mean, it really is my mission to help entrepreneurial women become iconic. I mean, to really become iconic and stand out as unique leaders, so that they can make the the impact and the money that they want to make in their businesses. So, and style is a piece of it, whether we like it or not. It is a piece of it, and when you can, you know own it and celebrate it, it just becomes this wonderful tool that you have in your back pocket. So I really want to thank you for coming and sharing your thoughts. I loved what you had to say. And uh, just one last question, like, what does it mean to you to be iconic?
1: To me? Oh, gosh, it means being fully yourself not like anyone else, but being full yourself in a way that you inspire others, that they can be like that too, that they can take a bold step. They can take a risky step. They can do something they've never thought they could do before in order to be their best self. Oh, I love that. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much, Rachel. I <laughs> loved having thank you. you. And thank you for having
1: me. Yeah, it was a
0: pleasure. And thank you for joining us, everybody. And until next time, here's to hitting all your high notes. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I so appreciate you being here and spending this time together. And I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we would so appreciate it if you subscribed and really appreciate it if you write a review for us on iTunes or wherever you listen. It really helps us to build our audience. And if you know anybody you think would like the show, if you've got a girlfriend that just no needs to hear this message, please share it on out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or wherever you hang out. And be sure to tag me or any guest so we're sure to see your comments and we can respond. I love hearing from you. If you'd like to know more about me or how you can create a profitable brand, you can find my website at heatherpoduska.com or hit me up on social. I'm Heather Poduska everywhere you look. And remember, ladies, this is our time and this is the place. Until next time, here's to hitting all your high notes. Take care. Bye-bye.